In recent months, economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups and downs. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This, this is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Michael Griffin and Jennifer Thomas, and we've been talking about uh, several financial concepts. If uh, you have questions about your own financial situation, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us on our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. You'll get our voice recording. Uh, Leave your message, including your question. We'll play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Um, If you prefer to call and talk to a human, you can do that. 770-429-9166 is our number. Uh, Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, and she'll direct your information to us, and we'll answer on the air. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. Spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, Hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. But, Michael, we do have some other questions. Uh, Natasha from Cumming has written us and says, Should I keep contributing to my 401k even though my employer cut the matching contribution? Are there better options? Well, and we can elaborate on this, but the short answer of this is you should absolutely keep contributing to your 401k if you can. And I'm going to tell you one very important reason why, and that's because if you stop and they start matching again, you may or may not go back to doing it because you start getting that extra money in your paycheck and you're not going to want to let it go. And that's stick with a habit. That's a problem. And, you know, and I don't know if this is a, you know, a permanent thing from your employer, but a lot of people, uh, you know, stopped the match, uh, last year, uh, you know, when the pandemic happened and I've heard from a lot of people that they are starting to come back this year. So I wouldn't be discouraged. Uh, and I would certainly continue to, to, to do that. All right. Well, um, we're going to, and the money is still going to grow tax deferred, right? Inside there. Yeah. We always, uh, characterize that matching as kind of a, a free money, a gift to you, if you will. Uh, Michael, before the break, we were talking about a question from Natasha who lives in coming, uh, basically wanting to know if she should continue contributing to her 401k, even though her employer has dropped their matching contribution. Uh, not uncommon in a pandemic. Uh, fears of, you know, not having enough cash flow. Several businesses have done this. Yes. Um, as I said, you know, we kind of characterize that uh, that matching contributions all along as being free money it's a hundred percent return on your absolute zero input right absolutely you're, you're getting absolutely. free money you, you you certainly need to do that but if they if they've cut it and you know this just says cut this doesn't say suspended yeah so you know maybe they took it from five to three well you're still getting three percent yeah free money and you know and my big thing that i talked about before the break was if you stop you know, are you going to go back to doing it when they increase the match again? I mean, I think that's the most important thing. The other thing that I want you to think about is how, what is the financial security of your company? I mean, if they are cutting the match, I mean, is, is that just due to the pandemic or is that, is that another reason? Is that another reason for you to be concerned? I mean, I I hope not. And hopefully they'll start doing it again this year as the economy continues to, to take off. But that's something 
that you know you want to consider. But as long as you're in a financial situation where you can keep contributing, we certainly think you should. That money's going to grow, uh, you know, tax deferred in that account. Um, and uh, and we think you should certainly continue to do that. Well, I don't know of very many situations where, number one, you can get a pension these days. And number two, if they're giving you a 401k, to me, it doesn't say this here. Uh, Natasha didn't elaborate, but it doesn't say that, you know, they have a pension. I would assume that if you got a 401k, you don't. So right. that tells me that you are the captain of your own retirement ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not going to help yourself no. by not saving to your retirement. All it's done is kind of backed away from from the amount of money that you are saving for your future. So, um, you know, as Michael said, obviously first things come to mind. Uh, is it your company specifically? Uh, it could be the industry. I mean, we've seen a lot of industries hurt throughout um uh, it, but, you know, it might be a little bit of time for soul searching. Are you working at the right place? But uh, absolutely keep saving your money no matter what um, yes. is, is going to be the best advice. Because, because you, you won't. I, I promise you, if you quit, you won't go back to doing it. Yeah. Inertia. Yes. If you're doing it now, keep doing it. If yes. you weren't doing it. Then try to break that inertia. Because you're you're not going to save it somewhere else. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be spent. Yeah, I can I can just assure you. Well, and Michael, where is I think about it? You everyone has the opportunity to save to a taxable account, a brokerage account, mm-hmm. if you will, right? Absolutely. What is the most common account that you see in clients? Well, it's, a re- it's a retirement account. Yeah, every time, right? It's either an IRA that was rolled over from a 401k. Mm-hmm. Or it's the 401k itself. I have some yeah, clients and in that some just cases, have retirement it's accounts. It's the only account they have. Yeah, right. That's, Jennifer, that's exactly what I was just saying. I said some of my clients only have a retirement account. Yeah. I was just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about that already earlier. It's best to kind of spread it around. But that's that to me is indicative of human nature. It's the easiest way to save. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. And they take it right out of your paycheck. You don't ever see the money. Yeah. Uh, definitely don't do it to spite the company because they they're not going to be hurt. The only person hurting this is you if you quit saving. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got another question here. Lauren from Roswell says, uh, around November of 2019, uh, I acquired some shares of Slack Technologies. I'll have made a profit if I sell today. Uh, do I hang on to this or wait uh, for the acquisition of Salesforce, um, basically, uh, it's a great question. There, there are a lot of folks that uh, would live by the school that if you see a company acquired, go ahead and sell it. I, what I would tell you is you might want to look uh, at the underlying details. Um, Slack actually announced the purchase of, uh, I mean, Salesforce announced the purchase of Slack, their intention on December 1st of 2020 at a premium of 60.48%. So basically it was selling at the mark in the market at a certain price. Uh, Salesforce came along and said, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy a controlling interest. Uh, this gets a, a little bit geeky, but you know, there's a reason that you would pay more than the going market price and only because you're going to take control of the business. Um, and they paid a 60% premium to, uh, to shares selling on the market that day. However, what happened is the price spiked. Michael, this wouldn't surprise you, right? No. Nope. Uh, so the the premium left in the company is about 3.5% at this point. 
Um, when it comes down to that, and you've got until July of 21, the end of July 21, when the deal is supposed to close, you're actually better off just to go ahead, uh, you know, brag about your gains. Take your profits. Take your profits and reinvest the money somewhere else, unless it is that you want to hold Salesforce stock, and maybe even now would be the time to do that. You know, go ahead and sell your slack and uh, and buy it back. Now, I will tell you there's others in the market um, uh, that that are a little more near and dear to us. We recommend shares in our small and mid portfolio of Xilinx, uh, the company on uh, October 27th uh, announced that it was going to be bought out by Advanced Micro Devices. Uh, the premium at the time was almost 35%, but um, it only realized about 25% of that premium, so there's 10% left over. In a deal like that, part of the reason is it's a stock deal. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get some cash, but you're going to get stock. Stock, right. And when that comes into play, there's kind of a mathematical equation behind the scenes, and it's going to depend on the shares of the buying company, in this case, Advanced Micro Devices. Uh, so, you know, if there's a 10% premium left, uh, it's a whole lot different than if there's 3%. More more often you see 25 something mm-hmm. like that. But in either case, uh, we've got a situation here where um, I, I believe, you know, to answer directly, go ahead and sell your shares of uh, Slack mm-hmm. and find Agreed. something new. Hopefully you have as much success. I mean, a 60% one-day return is absolutely awesome. It happens sometimes. And it's uh, long-term. She's got she kept it long-term at this point. So yeah, and that's, a, that's another great of 2019, point. so it became long-term. November of 2020, we're in the first part of 2021 now. So, right. Yep. You know, no no short term gains on that. So I'm yep. with you. I'd under under uh, current tax law, uh, you're going to get the preferred treatment of uh, long term capital gains, and um, you can take your money and walk away. So uh, that being the case, you know, the the answer is not always going to be the same. Basically, the reason that I pointed out is, uh, you know, sometimes it makes perfect sense to go ahead and sell. And sometimes it doesn't, but you got to do a little bit of homework, figure out what you're, what you're expected to get. And there's other things that come into play as well. Sometimes regulators, Department of Justice, uh, decide that no, you can't have this transaction. That's yeah. true, and that would that would send the company yeah. in the other direction. Absolutely. Quickly. If it's a, a hostile bid, I would say there's reason that you might stick around because most of those hostile bids don't go right to to the uh, premium that's announced immediately. All right, well, that's going to be about all the time we have. Jennifer, what do you say, market up or down this week? I'm going to go up. Michael, come on, man. Let's, let's keep the uptrend going, Troy. I mean, that? it's been good. I'm, I'm the broken record. I like up. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll talk to you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.